0: What's up JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone of all things JFW. Welcome back men.
1: Morning everybody. Good morning team. How's it going everyone?
0: I do need to throw this out there. The opinions you hear on this podcast (laughs) are not the opinions of JFW. They're just the opinions of the four guys in this room. Two of them may be the owners but hey.
2: That's, that's just so we can cuss, Jim.
0: Right. That's our expressed opinions. <laughs> A lot of bad news going on lately. So I read this morning, every 52 seconds someone in Europe gets stabbed. Poor guy. Can you can imagine that? Every 52 seconds getting stabbed. Did you say poor guy? Yeah. The same guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: My joke ought to be a winner then.
1: (laughs) Well, let's hear it.
3: (laughs) Well, I had a couple different versions because I went to a trucker website and looked up trucker jokes. But as funny as they all were, you'd need to bleep about every third word, I think. Oh, man. uh, All right. I'm going to roll with this one. Uh, A trucker was backing up a long hill on a road one day. And a cop stops him and he goes, hey, man, what are you doing? Why are you backing up this road? The driver says, oh, he says, my boss called me and told me there's no place to turn around up at the top. So several hours later, the cop was driving around, and here comes the same truck, same driver, and he's backing down the road. And the cop stops him and says, hey, man, what are you doing? I, I thought you said there was there was an issue with this, that, that there was no room to turn around. He said, yeah, my boss is an idiot. There was plenty of room to turn around up there. <laughs> <laughs> man.
2: Uh, oh, man. Hey, uh, Jim, I know you got that new parrot or bird, or is that the proper thing? It's a parrot. Parrot?
0: Also oh, a bird, yeah. Okay. So
2: I was I was just trying to keep up, so I got a duck, uh-huh. and a pet duck, and I learned something why they have feathers.
0: Why is that, Jim?
2: So they can cover up their butt quacks.
0: <laughs> I like that, man. You are... You are, you are the most improved <laughs>
1: you know we're having a cold start to the day today it's one degree outside and uh, I am so tired of the cold but did you hear about the guy who froze to death at the drive-in <laughs> No. he went to see closed for the winter <laughs> oh man that's good has to, has to be in the delivery Super Dave no. you're
0: killing me that's awesome I was going to tell a joke about trickle-down economics, but 99% of you won't get it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, just so you know, we do these dad jokes to just kind of lighten the mood up in here. Uh, You know, recording a podcast, it used to be a little bit nerve-wracking. I think we've calmed down since, but just kind of an icebreaker to loosen everybody up.
2: Yeah, not quite so nervous, right?
0: Yep, celebrations, we got... uh, birthdays we got rudy his birthdays today happy birthday rudy happy birthday rudy if you see him in 0039 well maybe tomorrow wish him a happy birthday on march 24th what is that this thursday yeah thursday february 24th february yeah the, uh we got don keller and richard brown both sharing a uh, birthday on that day
3: Wow, congrats, guys. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yep. Richard, I just talked to Josh, your son, yesterday in the wash bay, and he said you're home now and, and doing much better. So super, super happy to hear that. Our thoughts and prayers went out to you. We kept making announcements and sending stuff out. So can't wait to see see you back here soon, man.
0: Yeah, that's some great news. That was some scary stuff, and we're all glad Rich is home.
3: Yeah, so, I can't wait to see him. Awesome.
0: Anniversaries. Uh, Kurt Spencer has been here one year today. Happy anniversary, Kurt. I'll get you your shirt over to the West Yard. And on March 24th, this Thursday, Leo Montez must be his two year anniversary.
1: Ah, happy anniversary. You're looking for warmer weather, Jam. It's not March.
0: Oh, my God. What is wrong with me today? I thought I was off last week. I'm, I'm worse this week
1: yeah I, I'm uh. down with it March 24th bring it on <laughs> I agree with you Jam
2: I wish it was March maybe it'd be warmer yeah if we yeah. could
1: fast forward through these next three days or two days yeah. left or
0: whatever uh, yeah. uh. If, if it was just not zero out I'd be happy
2: right right yeah. Yeah. stock yeah. show weather was no stock show that's even worse <laughs> yeah happy anniversary you guys by the way yeah, yeah thank you
0: shout outs we got uh, Edwin Ramirez he left us an awesome Google review I pulled it up I'm going to read it to you guys real fast Edwin says, I work for this family owned company. They offer top driver pay and very professional atmosphere. The veteran drivers are super helpful and nice. The main bosses show up at 5 a.m. every morning and are attentive and care about their drivers. Overall, it's been a great experience. If you want steady work and a smooth truck to drive, I recommend this company. So, awesome review from Edwin. And even more important, I love that he's having had an experience here. You know, we've been doing a lot of things to work on the driver experience and a career path and was starting to do some new things so to hear that's his experience is, is amazing so thank you Edwin, for that
2: yeah thanks edwin great feedback absolutely
0: chris beam wants to give a shout out to leo uh there was a spill at cores the other day and uh, leo went and cleaned up the mess for everybody so shout out to leo thanks leo for doing that
2: yeah absolutely leo way to way to jump in and handle a situation it sounds like yeah, back to, that, back to that team effort again. Thanks, you guys.
0: I got to find an email from Rick Ray. Do you, does anybody else have shout-outs while I'm looking this up?
2: I know you have it down below, there their discussion uh, about Jennifer, and we sent out a bamboo last night about it. Um, you know, I have a shout-out for Jennifer. Like I wrote in the bamboo, she'd been with us a little over eight years, and she was such a great teammate, you guys. She's been started with us you know, when we were a little bit smaller, and her and Linda just kept taking on the growth of adding more and more trucks, and she was always a trooper, and always a, a teammate, always positive, always coming up with new ideas, and uh, yeah, I just, I can't say enough about her, and I, I know all of us here at the table here, or doing the podcast, will will miss her, and I hope she can stop back by once in a while, and, and visit with us, and stuff like that, but I wish her the best of luck. She just got some health issues she's battling through right now and and needs to take care of herself. And that's the most important thing. You just get to a point where you need to take care of yourself and and other things don't matter. And we'll be here. We'll We'll get by without her. Barely, but we'll get by. So thanks, Jennifer.
0: Jen, I just want you to know, if you're listening, you are one of the toughest individuals I've ever met in my whole entire life. You're much tougher than I am. And I think most people in your circumstances would have rolled over a long time ago. So, you know, just keep up the good fight, Jen. Yeah, spot on, Jim.
1: You know, we knew Jennifer <clears throat> for many years before she came on board with us at JFW. She worked in the scale house and in the office for one of our customers um, alongside Linda, as a matter of fact. And I just think it's great when somebody recognizes a good company or a better company and better people and comes on board and and she was home here at jfw for another eight years beyond that and we love you jen we're gonna miss you
2: yeah
3: absolutely jen it's hard for me to talk about not get emotional about it so thank you for all you've done for us and i i wish you brighter days ahead that's for sure
0: so i want to give uh rick ray a shout out i sent out a bamboo notice and uh This is what Rick Ray had to say after listening to last week's podcast. Hi all, I listened to last week's podcast and it got me thinking. They talked about taking the initiative to introduce yourself to a new driver. Well, I haven't been really good at that, so here goes nothing. My name is Rick Ray, a.k.a. Showtime. I've been with JFW for 13 years this March. I'm currently assigned to 0080 in the West Yard. I know that I haven't been very approachable, but that's going to change. So here's a little bit about myself. I love anything cars, currently in a car club called Twisted Seal Car Club. I also belong to a championship figure eight race team. You may have seen number 15 on my hat and truck. I've been a truck driver for almost 30 years, the last 19 years hauling dirt and aggregate 6 with the with the previous company. I have a lot of information and experience that I'm willing to share if anyone is in need of it. My phone number is, I won't give his phone number out on the podcast. Just because somebody from Australia or France or the Republic of Congo might give them a call.
2: (laughs) A couple long-distance calls.
0: I mean, we are worldwide. That's what we call long-distance
2: relationship.
3: (laughs)
0: Yeah. Please, if you're in need of any help or advice, call or text me. I will gladly help you with the best of my knowledge. Thank you for all your time, and be safe. Rick Showtime Gray. So. That's pretty good for Rick if anybody knows Rick's <laughs> his history.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read it, Jam and I, I texted Rick and I just told him I was proud of him. And then also, you know, for a lot of people that's pretty brave. You know, Rick's pretty outgoing so it's not a it's not too far of a step out of his, his normal self to, to to put him out himself out there like that. But but right. it's still brave to go, Hey, I'll I'll take any questions.
0: Yeah. Know. I mean Rick's another guy, he may judge the book a little bit. If he's a little scary once in a while. Yeah. Got, he
2: got he's pretty quick with the wit. He'll he can he can shut you down.
0: Challenge accepted. <laughs>
2: but good. he's got a wealth of knowledge,
0: yeah. and yeah.
2: he's
3: offering it to yeah. anyone that needs help. So
0: and he's got a good heart.
3: Absolutely. Oh, super big yeah, absolutely. heart. Absolutely.
2: Super friendly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out to Ed and Chris Brenner from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. The secret city. Did you guys know there was a secret city in Tennessee?
2: No. No, not at all. It's, it's not currently a very good secret.
0: Yeah. And they have a a Secret City Fair every year or something that everybody knows about.
3: Should we be talking about it if it's a secret? (laughs) (laughs) I guess
0: you guys could probably guess who Ed and Chris Brenner are.
3: Mitch's Mitch's mother and father is my guess, right? Oh, Mitch Mitch and Shop.
0: They listen to the podcast every week, and Mitch was just so excited that they listened. So, Shout out to them.
2: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: And then, uh, Linda, shout out to the drivers. She got a... Two separate emails of calls from J two and Martin Marietta Platt Sand and Gravel. Both called in to let us know what great drivers we have. Always it just good. never gets old hearing it, does it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so much better than anything else.
3: Yeah, thank you everyone for going up there and putting on a great great persona
2: and exemplifying who we are. Yes, yeah, kind of uh you know, Super Dave did that high road hauling, what two weeks ago and then you brought it up jam that somebody's uh wife they they practiced that was that uh the
0: final one that was keanu oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. so uh, that, this
2: is so much like that that you know how many phone calls we get you know about you know i got cut off or your truck blocked me off and you know you get one of these and it just it just fills your heart
0: you yeah know? yeah my wife i actually got a text message so shout out to double 33 as well got a text message the other day double 33 looking good and you know, she always tells me when our guys are doing a good job. So That's good awesome. job, Mike Tafoya, as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel good.
0: So we're recording a day early, and we threw this outline together. I feel like we're flying through it, but I'm sure we'll, we'll fill up a podcast. One new thing that we've been doing uh, these last couple of weeks is we've been having culture meetings with new drivers, which uh, I've really enjoyed. I've uh, really enjoyed the feedback from, from the guys that we've talked to purpose of this is to get a guy that's been here two or three weeks long we've been hitting guys that have been a little older than that probably about five weeks but the feedback we've been getting has been pretty positive so what do you guys think about how that's been going
3: I'm super excited about it I mean the the guys that we've brought in man I think they're superstar hires and and Dave identified that in the process and they're doing a great job just great guys to sit down and talk to I mean it's it's nice to get that one-on-one time where you typically don't get that. It's a usually a meet and greet out in the shop in the morning, and it's kind of a coincidence these handful of guys that that we've done this with in the last two weeks. I hadn't met any of them, right? And I, I don't know where where I was at when that process happened because you know usually I'm always out there and get the introduction. So yeah, it was it was nice to meet them and you know learn some things and ask them some questions and see how their training went and you know, just different items like that. So we can try and be better if there's any place where we have some processes that might be falling through the crack. It was good feedback.
1: I think that's just another special thing that we do here at JFW. And I know it's new, but uh, I run into a lot of these guys that say they have never met the leaders in their previous job or whatever. And they worked there for years and they've never met these people who are directly responsible for their livelihood. and. And so I think it's pretty neat that we're taking the time and saying, hey, you know, anything you need, come give us a shout. We'll do our best to work, you know, work for you and, and get, uh, get things taken care of. So I think that's very important for people to know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We, we talk about shout outs that we just went through as we were interviewing the last three guys that we've had a chance to, to try this out and do this with. They've all given personal shout outs to their trainers and you know we one of the questions is what did you think of your trainers how did they do and man they all bragged about their trainers and what a great job and then most of them have already been through uh what scooby and and jr's classes what do do we call those the written and practical yeah written and practical they they all bragged about how important those classes were and all the information they gathered so really uh you know to the other teammates here you know the things we do just like super dave said that makes us different that we're trying to uh, be different and be better you know these guys are recognizing that and it, it feels good
0: I think to get them engaged I think that'll help with engagement early on in their career right so we got a guy that's been here two or three weeks five weeks we bring him up, we sit down we talk to him I think that that just helps with driver engagement or people engagement you know I've been mentioning the term people ops lately and that's really just engaging developing and retaining people here at JFW, and you know, I'm super excited to see what we do with this and and other programs we come up with here in the near future. And then Dave, I asked you if you had anything you wanted to discuss today, and you wanted to talk about the tail end of the winter. That's you, Super Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I sat there thinking, hmm, he's got to be talking to Dave because he didn't say <laughs> Super Dave. <laughs> I was sitting here going, oh, I hope he's talking to Super Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, this is the kind of the um the long, dark days of winter. I mean, it's it's a long stretch of time. And I think a lot of people that do hire on and haven't been here for more than one winter, you know, they've this is their first experience. They start to say, "Geez, And I've had this happen too, that they say, "Man, this company isn't near as busy as they said." And I'm only working three days a week, and it, and it can be somewhat of a red flag for them. On the other side of the coin, the like you mentioned too, some of the drivers that have been here for five, six, ten years, they're like, hey, this is great. I'm you know getting extra sleep and doing things with my family, and they're really loving it. But we are pushing the end of February. Spring really starts to kind of. Seep in through the month of March, and by the time April comes, sure we have a couple snowstorms in April, but it's that spring storm that's gone in a day or two days. And we really are starting to look at the end of that tunnel. We've talked with some of our customers that have said, hey, we've got tons and tons of work on the books. You guys better get ready. And they say that every year, and, and it's very true, you better get ready because when we do break open, we've got a lot of work to accomplish, and it's a it's a big job. And that's when we, and I say it all the time, make our hay when the sun is shining. But um, don't get discouraged. We're already to the end of February here. Yep. And um, I know it's one degree outside, but uh, I don't think we'll have another cold snap like this. Not. This is probably the last hurrah yeah, for, for sure. the super cold weather. Yeah,
0: I, yep. don't know, so. I don't know about for sure. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> gonna, I would. Are, we, are we cheeseburgering? It? I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd bet a cheeseburger on that.
3: So what's the bet? But just clarify. I need some clarification on this before I jump in.
0: If it hits under 10 degrees one more time this year, I get a uh, Sweet lose brisket burger. <laughs> wow. Sweet <laughs> Lou's brisket burger. Is that even in
3: Colorado? Holy uh, cow. According
0: to, that's, that's where Troy that's got. Mike. where Oh, I'll
3: only take that bet if it's zero. Uh, yeah. That's an extreme cold. That's thing. what I was going Ten for. 10 degrees this outside. The, this is the last yeah.
1: zero degree weather yeah, yeah, we'll have this year. Yeah.
3: We'll hit 10. We also have blizzard weather coming yeah yep. i mean march yep. is blizzard we, weather we that was our blizzard
1: the, Yep, every year we yeah get it, so.
3: and it was
0: 60 last week and it's going to be close to 60 next week
2: yeah. So, yeah 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 we were all just talking <laughs> you know that seems like our weather has shifted a month like it being so cold right now this is what we used to call stock show weather yeah last month and you guys all know how the, the fall was you know october was beautiful and and november and then we didn't even get snow until the end of december and you know, now we're, now we're in a pattern. We're having snow either every Tuesday or Wednesday or every Friday, it seems like. Yeah, it we're just, in that
3: that weather pattern. Yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. And, and I know the the new guys that we just talked to, the three yeah. guys we interviewed, we made sure that they knew about the season that we're, you know, we try not to be seasonal, but it, that's what we end up. Just like today with it being one degree, you know, there's probably some stuff we could haul but it's just not worth it, you guys. It's right. it's dangerous to be up in the trucks. The material's freezing. You know, It's just you get one load, and you get paid for that, and then you feel upset about that, and right. it is just not worth it. So it's kind of a, a safety thing or a, a better decision to just sit today, as cold as it is.
0: And it was a relief talking to those guys because they, they got it. They yeah, all understood they totally they they it. They were not upset. They were like, hey – we get it, you know, if it's snowing or 0 degrees out, we don't we don't expect to work. One guy said, "I'm happy to stay home on those days." Right? <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah. he's smart, you know? Yeah. you
1: know. it only takes one slip and fall and it'll ruin your next 6 months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah,
3: we used to talk about this in the years past. We we always ran. It just you went and hauled a couple loads at least, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. rarely was it just a shutdown day and mm-hmm. over the years it seems like everyone has figured out that it's more costly. To run, You know, and I know Brandon or ReadyMix, they've taken a stronger san- stance and just saying, we're closed. Right. We're, we're not going to do anything today. We're closed. And yeah. we were having this conversation yesterday, even like our trash on trash days. I've had more trash days in the last year or two where the trash company has sent us an email like, we're not picking up today. We're not sending people out in this. It's not safe. It's not good. We're not doing it. And I just can, I agree with that, you know?
0: So. Yeah. I could recall even when I was driving, you, you would run a little bit, you know. But yeah. I also think the amount of trucks we have, so to stuff a plant with ninety six trucks does not take long, <laughs> yeah. you know, versus forty. Yeah, one yeah. round. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like okay, everyone gets around, and up oh, we're full everywhere, you know. So right, yeah, yeah
2: going to get full pretty quick, right? Yeah.
0: Safety topics of the week, brother Dave. You brought up the post trip,
3: the almighty post trip. I just. That one's kinda of like speeding, Jam. I get passionate about it. You know what I mean? Because Let's go. <clears> we find so many things that just don't get looked at and it's it's so easy for a person to come in at the end of the day and just close that door and walk away. You is know it, what I mean?
2: Is that the reason it's called a post trip, Dave? At well, wait end, a minute. You in, said at the end of the day. post or pre pre yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a post trip. The oh, end, right? Okay. At the end of the All day. Right. After you've drove driven yeah. the I'm gonna cuss here just in case we after you've driven the shit out of the truck all day, and actually, for, Cadillac, excuse me, right. after you've cadillac all day in the truck. For go, several hundred miles. Yeah, for several hundred miles. I'll right. say this. And, and if, a few hours?
0: If, if you're actually doing it and you call it a pre-trip, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a magazine or a clip, you know what I mean? Just call it what you want, just use it and do it the right way. Right. So,
2: so we're going to change it, it's just called Tripped. <laughs>
3: as long as, you, as you've you're tripped,
0: tripped you're... Look, looked at, inspected. <laughs> but it,
3: at which, which one's more important, the one at the end of the day or the, one at the, the trip at the beginning or the trip at the end?
0: The trip at the end of the day is more important only because you could have your truck fixed while you're at home sleeping. Right. Instead of coming in in the morning and now you're down, JFW's losing money, you're losing right. money, the mechanic's busy doing something else, yeah, it's, it's a bad deal. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. <laughs> but just because you do a good post trip in the evening doesn't mean you could just come in and start the truck and off mm-hmm. you go. You still need to check things out. Do a really good, give it a really good look at the end of the day. Very, very thorough. But in the morning time, yeah, absolutely bump your tires, check your lights, make sure your kingpin's hooked up, make sure your landing legs are up. You know, there's still things you want to look at.
2: Yeah, and, and part of that too, Jam, is in case you wrote something up, that it got fixed by the mechanics. You know, none of us are perfect. You know, they might miss it. There might be a confusion on what was written up. Might have missed your tire. Right. You know, different stuff like that. And so it's important, no matter what, or the wash bay. Maybe they moved their your truck. You know, maybe they did something like that, and you still need to check it out. Absolutely.
1: I, I always took it personally, you guys. I mean, it is the driver's truck. They're in that truck for 12 hours a day. Their eyes are on that truck more than anybody else's eyes. And I always took it as a sense of pride. I wanted to find every little thing on that truck that might be out of place or might be broken before the shop came to me and said, Super Dave, did you realize you have a flat right rear tire on the tractor? And I'd be like, uh, no. And I wouldn't let that happen. That's, that for me was a sense of pride.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. And, And like we mentioned last week too, that's, that's looking at your truck, you know, every day that it's tripped not post and pre just tripped (laughs) and that's before you go out of town don't just trip it because you're going to go out of town and you come up with that big list like mikey mentioned
0: yeah he was saying on oh when you say out of town you mean on vacation yeah got it
2: yeah (laughs) vacation or or going out of town you know to utah oh you know and you come up with this big list of all the things you've been running with that need to be fixed so yeah yeah, yeah, that I mean, tire did mysteriously get worn out that day. You just finally looked at it because you're going to
3: Utah or right. wherever the case may be, and it's a longer journey than to plant two,
1: right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: kind of like that safety net, huh? They're only 10 miles away from the shop, so it doesn't bother them to say, hey, I right. got a tire that's bad, and boy, when you're... 500 miles away you get a little bit anxious about it right
0: just so everyone's clear we have about i don't know five to seven mechanics here every night working on stuff at 5 a.m in the morning you've already heard this on this podcast you should have heard it in training we have one mechanic here at 5 a.m you know so if you got a flat tire and he's fixing somebody else's flat tire well now you're waiting and that's that's not good for anybody
2: yeah and, and i know we've had chris on and we've given him a shout out before and stuff but he's got a really good attitude too when you come to him and go hey I got a flat tire and you know you cruise in and and it's got the what we call the rookie ring on the inside of the tire that it's rubbed against the other tire when you drove it in flat loaded last night and you just didn't check your truck out he knows that you didn't check your truck out and then somebody else comes up and, hey, I got a flat. And then somebody else comes up and goes, my lights aren't working. And, you know, he, he keeps a great attitude. And he, and he gets through all the trucks and gets you guys out. But that's, that's tough to be happy when he realizes somebody may
1: not be doing their job.
0: He does make fun of you on your way out. <laughs> I heard he's going to
1: get a little <laughs> ticket dispenser like at the deli counter. <laughs> <laughs> That's Number almost 44. a dad joke, Dave. <laughs> Number 44. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind,
3: that's just Chris here at the West Yard. Pat's, or I'm, I'm sorry, the main yard, and uh, Pat's the mechanic there at the West Yard. Yeah. So he's having to do all that himself and help fix flats and look at lights and seven-way cords and, you know, things like that, that it, it gets a bit frustrating when you're making a repair first thing in the morning that you know for a fact happened the night before. And, you know, if you don't even walk around the truck to listen for an air leak or you know bump a tire or whatnot we talk about senses all the time you know and jam relating it to the your gun class you know you have your how many
0: levels of awareness is there situational awareness is five yeah yeah color codes yeah, yeah
3: exactly and i mean i consider that the same scenario doing a Post trip, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a post trip and a pre trip. <laughs> right. I'm not going to let you off the hook. Damn it, you need to do it at the end of the day, right? This is my passion coming out. There do your go. job, Bill Belichick. Right, do your job. Right. That's that's how we trained you. You're supposed to do it. Bump your tires. Look at your lights. Inspect your cords. All of that stuff. I mean, it's what we do, and it's easy. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, I've had many drivers say, uh, uh, "I did it at the plant before I left, and then came to the yard." yeah i don't buy it yeah you You know what i mean yeah so you didn't pick up a nail on the way here that is leaking you know you didn't hit the brakes and have a brake screw up and flat spot a tire or you know it's just it's part of what we do and and you find those anomalies you see those things you know i I laugh jam because you know i've walked out before and you guys are standing there you know chatting with somebody at the fuel island and i like look up and see a bolt out of a tarp you know and you're like damn dave how do you smell that or what's the deal you know (laughs) i you just you train yourself to look for things that are going to cause us downtime when (laughs) when we're down we're broken and we're not making any money The driver's not making any money jfw is not making any money and it's all a process and ultimately the end goal is for you to make money to be healthy and support the business you know we've made a big commitment in equipment and our people and our customers and everything along the way is dependent on every person doing their job that post trip is part of the job right
0: right so i mean that's i wonder kind of why deal. guys don't do it
2: too difficult lazy tired in hurry, lazy in a hurry yeah uh, what right. what wanting to get home t- tired from the day lots of different reasons
0: because you see you'll see guys come in at the end of the day skip the fuel aisles, drive straight back to the red lot And it seems like 30 seconds later, they're pulling out in their personal vehicle. And it's like, you know they didn't do a post-trip. Right.
2: right Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just, for some reason, I can't get, Dave, you mentioned pulling the the number. I can't get that commercial out of my head (laughs) where the one football player, he's in the deli. Aisle waiting to get like his sandwich at like King Supers or something, and he pulls his ticket and he goes, Woo, number 44, that's me, 44, woo, and he does a little dance. and I'm, I'm just picturing one of the drivers waiting out here for Chris doing that little dance, Woo, yeah, I'm next up, I can pull in the to bay.
0: <laughs> uh, too much. Anything else on post trip, guys? <laughs>
2: hey, I, I did want to mention something. So, doing that post trip, that pre trip, that tripped. Everybody should be noticing and everybody should be really, really aware that uh, your license plates expire in, what, five more days, I think? So your plates are going to be expired in five more days. Your plates are expired in five more days on that truck you're driving. I just want to throw that out there because you have a 30-day grace period in the state of Colorado. You do on your personal vehicles, and we also have it on your on the big trucks. You have a 30-day grace period. And just to let you guys know, um, we have already purchased them. Uh, The state of Colorado is extremely slow in sending that stuff out, but that is uh, 97 stickers they have to send out to us and process. And then uh, I know we like to talk about figures and, and when you talk to people and having our roads repaired and stuff like that. So JFW or, or all you guys you're doing your, your part here because the license plates for this year were three hundred and fifty nine thousand four hundred and ninety seven dollars and eighty cents to license the fleet. We paid for that last week or you guys all paid for that last week also. So it's a house. It's a ha- nice house. Well, <laughs> prices exactly. are getting pretty high. Yeah. So, it's but it's garage. it's still it's still a good place to sleep at night, right? I either was, way, but, that's a
1: whole lot of bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder what. Way, and I'm sure way. they have that figured out. What percentage actually does go into the roads? Do, um, they, do they have that figured out? You know, out, they
2: then? do. They do break it down, Dave, and it's based on your miles. And we did. Um, eight million miles here in Colorado is what the fleet did and then they break that percentage down on your usage mm-hmm. and then you know RTD is a chunk of that States chunk of that and then we do pay you know we don't run that much but we pay Utah Wyoming um,
1: Kansas probably.
2: Kansas Nebraska we pay them all a little bit of money but yeah Colorado gets the chunk of that and it's mm-hmm. broke down so yeah did you know all that money that goes to the road funds doesn't
3: mean it goes to the roads that's an open account, and Colorado can take money from that anytime they
1: deem necessary. I wanted to go to that one bridge abutment from the Boulder Turnpike Highway 36 to I-76 <laughs> when you're eastbound. That's the yeah, one I right over I-25? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Colorado has a rule here. They can't make a bridge connection to a road
3: yeah. that is smooth. No doubt. I don't know. Some some guy, I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of that, day, but any bridge. It, his... I mean, when they did I-25 over... I'll call it where 470 ends and northwest parkway starts when you're going northbound there yeah. between, oh, just before yeah. highways the day it opened i drove across it and i'm like are you kidding me this past inspection mm. we paid a contractor for this <laughs> mind-boggling yeah. but yeah i don't want to get off subject here but <laughs> Throw you right those <laughs> ceiling yeah those those road funds that all that money pours into that is not guaranteed to go to the roads that's an open account and DOT can do whatever they want with those funds and mm. and I don't know. There's a percentage that does not go to the funds, even though that's for the roads. It doesn't happen. And you can pretty much think you're a colorful governor of Colorado. I don't want to mention any names or political positions here on the, on the air. but Are you sure? Yeah. Please vote for someone else. He's up for re-election. Anybody but that guy.
2: <laughs> well, you know that guy that does, you know, he engineers all the bridges and matches them up. His uh, childhood show... TV show they watch all the time, Dukes of Hazard*. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the times it jumped, that's what he wants yeah. to see when your car jumps. Yeah,
3: right. Uh, I, they've never heard of a string line. I know Jim and I have done enough basements and roads and parking lots and graded enough stuff and put in ditches. And Man, we use a string line for everything. If you take a string line to any bridge embankment around here, you're like, oh, my yeah. God, are you kidding yeah. me? You can hold it from one side to the
1: other and have an 8-inch gap there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh they, it's funny they blame it on our expansive soils here in colorado <laughs> well isn't there like a 50 mile bridge that runs across the ocean to key west and that <laughs> thing's fine right exactly dave yeah <laughs>
2: yeah but that string line dave it's kind of like post tripping and pre-tripping there's a trick to that string line and can you, you want to share with everybody what the trick is to that string line <laughs> yeah the two guys running it have to be smart enough to hold it tight oh <laughs> wow <laughs> Take the dip out of the center of it. Right. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: that's funny. Hey, what's one thing you guys check on your post trip that you think somebody else misses that you feels super important?
3: Uh, man, tires and lights. Just hands down, tires and lights.
2: It's it's huge.
3: Jim, what do you
0: got?
2: Yeah, suspension. I, I just it's it, you know the a bolt that's shiny, a washer that's shiny. Mm-hmm. You know something that's cracked. Anything like that. I love to find that thing. The rust broken off of it. You know, this time of year, Jam, I always like to look for because, you know, we, we try to get everything washed, but you've got a crust on that truck. And as you're walking around and the crust is broken or, or moved away, it's like, why is that like that? And huh. that that's the little trick
3: I like. A- air leaks also, Jam. I'm, a, I'm such a proponent. I mean, every day I'll take a point in time where I just step on the brakes and hold the brake pedal down and see how much air I lose. Sure. And listen for an air leak. I mean, just air leaks are huge because the system generally compensates for small air leaks. So if you get one or two or three or five, and all of a sudden you're to the point like, oh my gosh, I'm not holding the air. What's <laughs> right. going on here? You know, stuff like that. We just had a case a week or two ago that we actually had an engine component fail, come out and cut the hose to one of the steer axle brakes, completely cut it in two. And the driver was having issues and working with the shop on it. And every time he stepped on the brakes, it would pull real hard to the other side where the hose was connected. Uh You know? Right. Yeah, just the simplest things take just a minute to think about or stop or investigate. And I, I think we're just so wired for go, go, go. I think that's part of the reason we don't do a better post trip. Everybody's in such a hurry to come home. They finish their day. They're like, I want to go home. I gotta go. I gotta go. You know, I got all my loads in. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I, I just think that has a lot to do with it. So we can we can be better in a lot of areas. And you know, I I touched three things that are near and dear to my heart. And there's sure. fifty minimum on the truck.
0: Right, SD.
1: This is somewhat of a post trip it's in the afternoon and it's been bugging me lately because we've had all the tailgates propped open so they don't freeze closed and ru- ruin the tailgate seals but uh, <clears throat> it just takes five minutes to jump in that trailer and sweep it out at the end of the day mm. every one of these trailers you look in because the tailgate's two inches right out on the on the outside of the tailgate latches has rock or sand in it and right. or both yeah, and uh, man, that first day that you have to go get something, and that stuff is frozen in there, like, you know, a cold morning. You were you'd be wishing you just jumped in there and swept it out when it was fifty in the afternoon that day before.
3: Wait a minute, when I called in 0000 double O to base, I'm dumped out, swept out on my way in. I dumped out and swept out. What? <laughs> I should have swept out. Not just you they're said dumped it. out, but they're not <laughs> swept
1: out. <laughs>
2: dumped
3: out, swept out on my way in. Dumped out, swept out on my way in. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, and I, I was going to say, you know, back in the day, because I, I can say I'm all tougher than all of the drivers today because I didn't have a ladder on the side of my trailer. <laughs> I had to struggle my fat butt up the tire and throw my leg over to get in there to sweep out. But, I so but, you know, back in the day, we, we were tougher than the guys yeah. today. You know, we could huh. get it done. because. <laughs> Are, do we not have most of the traders with ladders now? Are we pretty getting pretty close? Uh, 50-50? Man, Probably better 50-
1: than that, I'd think.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I climbed onto. to... Uh- I climbed up to John Morse trailer the other day, and he doesn't have one of the new ladders on it. I'm like, this is BS, right? <laughs> I'm spoiled,
2: so it's okay to be a little soft, right, Jam? Yeah, I mean once you,
0: once you get spoiled, I mean it's I mean right. that was innovative. It's yeah. like wow, this is a lot safer. Wow, like right? I'm
1: not. It is yeah, a lot safer. safer.
2: Yeah, yeah, they they rock, you guys, and we. You know, we joke around about that, but we did it for you guys. It's all about safety and making it easier and better for you guys. But, like to Dave's, Super Dave's point, we've made it easier, and yet we're not getting it done. You know, when you talk about simple things, it's like that string line. The simplest thing is to pull it straight and tight, but but can't do that. Don't get that done. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was just doing the math in my head, Jim, on the trailers. I guess we brought forty in last year that we put the ladders on, doing twenty five more this year, so that puts us at sixty five. Plus we did the rock traders from last year and the rock traders that are coming this year. So yeah, we're we're Getting pushing close. better than eighty trailers. Right. So I I, I, yeah. I mean that's that's the bulk of them. You yeah, know? that
2: that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you guys without ladders? You guys, are, you guys are tough guys, man. You're, yeah. you're, you're badass. Yep. Tuff,
0: tougher than Jim. Yep. Yeah. Better have a spotter
3: when you climb in and out. <laughs> yep. <Dope>. yep. <laughs> have somebody there ready to
2: catch you.
0: Huh. The you one better thing, be a
2: small guy, too, if you're catching
0: him. <laughs> you. The one thing I like to check, I feel a lot of guys don't check, is the uh, castle nuts and cot- cotter pins on the steering, steering system. Yeah. You know, that's um. It's a visual. It literally probably takes you five seconds, and that's something that's super, super important. Save a life one day.
2: You, you you bring that up, Jam, and I don't know why we're having so much problems. Could Mikey came to Dave yesterday? I was just going to say that. You, were, were you Dave about yeah. the landing legs? Yeah. Uh, we right. really need to add that in as a all day long when you're w- walking back and pulling the buttons on the trailer or thumping a tire is start checking those uh, the gin pole the landing legs you know that are attached to the gin poles. We're losing pins every day, wow. and we're we're having legs fall out, and then they rip the. They rip the socket that the leg runs up in, and Uh. we don't know if it's cotter pin or not. I shouldn't say cotter pins. We don't know if the snap rings are
1: not folding over right or snapping or what. That's my guess, because we didn't have this problem You know, five, six years ago before we went to that new style pin. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we're talking about putting a cotter pin in them that we fold over like I think we talked about in the last podcast. That was a Russ Murphy question. Why don't we do that? Yeah,
0: Russ Murphy's laughing right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After we talked about it, he even commented again like I might be saying the wrong word when he's saying cotter pins. He's talking about the ones you just pushed through. So it's got the little like S in it. Oh, yeah. got gotcha. gotcha. Well,
3: no, I'm thinking actual cotter freaking pins cotter and, pins, man. Yeah. That you need a pair of pliers to bend and get out of the way. pull it right. over like
2: a banana. Yeah,
3: right. yeah. I mean, I used to kind of go with the pins were so much smaller, they were about the size of your index finger or thumb that we were using on the other trailers. But the 40 we replaced last year and the 25 this year, that pin is, I think it's like inch and an eighth, I think, is what Mike said. It's a huge pin. It's a fabulous pin. But then the retainer... There's a name for it with that circle that clips over it. Spring-loaded. Yeah. 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 Retainer clip. Those just don't fail. There's no spring in those. It's the way they're connected. They're offset. So when you flip that circle down, it's latched. So at some point, I personally believe it's a failure that we're not getting them connected properly. Yeah. They're not all the way through the hole, and then that ring goes over the pin. That's the safety portion of it. So I, I... i mean i I think there's just some failures more on our end rather than failure in the equipment i I just those pins and rings have been around for decades i mean you know 100 years i bet and and the the failure rate they haven't changed the design because it works right it's like duh it
0: works sometimes you just gotta ask yourself what's not working right that's that's what's not working with that whole system yeah absolutely so All right, guys, moving on to, uh, I think, Super Dave, you brought up the snow and ice, and I know we keep talking about it, but what do you got? With the cleats? No, I was going to talk about the cleats. Oh. Didn't you talk about, didn't you say we should talk about snow and ice?
1: Um, no, it was about our schedule, and we're at the end of winter and that sort of thing.
0: Brother Dave, did you talk about the snow and ice? No? I'm making I- that up.
3: I, I did well. Not that I remember, Jam. Huh. It's snowy and icy out. What do we need to talk about? You need
0: to, <laughs> you need to wear your cleats, Jam. You <laughs> all right, all right.
3: T- Just tell so, us about the cleats. Let me, yeah. tell, you, let me yeah. tell you about the cleats. I, I saw Scooby got several pairs for several people. I I didn't receive one, so <laughs> I'm. <Right. laughs>
0: yeah, I'm I'm one of the people. Nice. Yeah, I That's was lucky awesome. and fortunate. Anyway, uh, Scooby did buy me a pair of cleats. Right. Some guys call it chaining up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. they are badass. Like, if you <laughs> don't ever want to fall in the yard, go get your pair of these cleats. If you want me to show them to you when you come in, let me show you these things. They just go right on your boot. It makes a world of difference. And, Brother Dave, you said, well, I don't know if those will work on the liners because you're standing on ice. And when the ice breaks free, you're going to go for a ride. That is somewhat true. But you're not on a you're not on ice all the time, and it does grip the liner pretty good. True, awesome. and then but I have had it where the, the ice does break out from under your feet, and you slide a little bit, but then your foot catches the liner. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, they're just amazing. Instead of doing a poopy dance through the yard, you you'll walk in like full confidence. Right. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. They're they are. I mean, I've used them on like fishing ice fishing right? right that's what you put on because you you can't get out to the middle of the lake without them i mean right. it's worse than the poopy yeah. dance when you're walking out there with an armful of gear to, to go ice fishing but yeah m- i i just want to clarify that when i was talking to you about that on if the ice is real thick right. in the liner obviously yep. the cleat can't penetrate the ice to get right. to the liner and when
0: the ice breaks yeah. free you're standing on moving ice right yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I,
3: I guess it's the security the realization of oh right. this is how this works
0: I've probably fell in this yard, though, in, in the years that I've been here. I've probably fallen three or four times, and a couple of them big good ones. One time I hit my head the whole nine yards. Wow. I didn't break my back like that one guy did, but <laughs> scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I didn't scorpion. Uh, but I mean, for the, I think they're expensive. They may be 50 bucks. No, <laughs> they, the I, cleats are. Yeah. are they really? Yeah, jammed? you can probably Why? get them on Amazon for forty. They, You'll they have them do in eight have some less baby, expensive
1: <laughs> models that look just as good, maybe not quite as good, but you they were some for nineteen bucks. Okay, I I
2: I know we tried them a couple years ago with one of the drivers, and I did get the the cheaper pair Super Dave, and I didn't think they gripped very good on the yeah. liner. you <laughs> yeah, <nice>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I I thought we talked about it on the podcast. It kind of started with Scooby, but. He's got some home video of that last snowstorm of him falling <laughs> and he he you know, he's brave enough and a funny enough guy and he and he you know, he's just such a good friend is he's showing you the video of him falling. And it's so funny until he goes all the way down, and you see how hard he smacks his head yeah. right. on the driveway, and you're like, Ooh. "Shit, Scoob, are you okay?" You know, but the rest of the time up to the, you're just laughing because he's yeah. he's taking
1: a digger. You his know? eyes are still glazed that over. That would have <laughs> definitely made the America's funniest.
0: Yeah.
2: Film video. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: yeah he, well, can, that fu- <laughs> that video wasn't nearly as funny until Jr. made it a TikTok
3: yeah. video, and added the Mario Brothers music <laughs> clip to it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so thanks for educating us, Scoob, and getting the cleats, yes. man. And I, I know it was a rough lesson learned.
1: <laughs> man. Lesson learned.
2: Yep.
0: All right. So we do have quite a bit of questions from the audience. I was pretty happy about that. First question from Troy Hunt. He wants to know more about the Dave and Janet courtship.
2: Man. Chicka-bow-wow-wow. wow wow <laughs> Oh, we got to have some music for that, Jim. Right? Can you push a I'll, button?
0: I'll put some soft, like, <laughs> yeah, some jazzy, Some like, candlelit smooth. music. Can we
3: dim the lights in the studio? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy, I don't know what rumors you've heard <laughs> or how this question came up because the, the question from the audience is more work-related. <laughs> Not personal, but since you've asked. So the, the lot that the West Yard happens to park in Owen's Brothers Concrete used to own all of that area, like like all of that area except the most western parcel. Otherwise, they owned every bit of that. So, when I started trucking, Owen's Brothers was our our biggest customer. Uh, Jim was pretty in- instrumental in in getting that contract and had met with them along with Dad and whatnot. And uh, I was driving over there one day. Uh, matter of fact, Crane Murphy, you can identify with this because you were there, buddy. It was live, not Memorex, 27 years ago in (laughs) April. Well, April's when we got married. We met sometime in the summer there. And Russ and I had worked all day, busting ass, hauling loads. And we went up to the batch office that that is no longer there. It was called the wet batch, the dry batch they also had that we currently haul to there at Plant 11. But the wet batch was the big concrete basin that, that there's no plant on anymore. And Russ and I went up and handed the batch guy at the time, his name was Lippy and uh
0: the scooby (laughs) gnome scooby does absolutely (laughs) yep
3: scooby and lip yep for sure so anyway russ and i walk up and we're signing out and there was this girl up there and i was like huh this this, this is all right russ you know anyway i think she signed my tickets and lippy signed russ's tickets and 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 Russ was upset cuz she didn't sign his tickets right David? Well, I I I can't really remember that part of it. I for some reason I remember that and anyway, Janet at the time, that's her name, she looks at me and she's like, "Ah, oh, wow, you're a truck driver?" I said, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, you got all your teeth." And Lippy's what? like Lippy says uh, "Yeah, he's he's pretty clean cut. He's he's a pretty nice guy." And Janet's like, "Oh, okay." I don't know, a few more words were exchanged, and we walked out of the door. And Russ looked at me, and he goes, Dave, I've been out of the game a long time, but I think she was hitting on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing led to another, and uh, make a long story short, yeah, we, we called each other, you know, got our numbers, and blah, 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 and one thing led to another, and we fell in love, and uh, I asked her to marry me right there at the plant where there was an old house, just west of the shop that was their office and uh, a friend of ours that would, could make up signs and whatnot I had a 4 by 8 uh, Cupid made up shooting an arrow you know <laughs> with our initials on it and the, the premise was when I pulled up in front of the shop or I'm sorry in front of their office that she was gonna go to lunch with us with Peterbilt that they were taking all of us to lunch And I went in to get her but I pulled the truck up there and blocked the whole driveway with the sign hanging on the side of the end dump, you know, Janet, will you marry me? And, and, uh, it was kind of funny because both sets of her grandparents were there that day, her uncle and dad that she worked for at the time, both their wives, obviously the mother-in-law and, and, but the uncle's wife came and Janet was like, well, why is all the family here? You know, and Uh. we walk out front and she's kind of seeing a crowd that's gathered because there's the sign there hanging on the truck. And she's more, looking at everyone rather than just the (laughs) The sign sign. you know and finally i point to the sign and she's like oh my god yes i'll marry you so Uh it was it was pretty cool you know my family was there and all that stuff and her family and it was it was really cool and at the time she had uh you know dated some other people that had worked there at the company and whatnot and i'm like man i gotta I got to drive this home. This is this is the real <laughs> deal, right? So I actually hired a helicopter. Oh boy. And the helicopter flew in. We had the time set up, you know, and everything else and the crowd had kind of dissipated a little bit and the helicopter flew in and landed right there basically just past where our gate is to pull into our yard and Janet and I walked out and she's like, "Oh my god, what is this for?" and I'm like, "Hey, this is this is how we're going to roll the rest of our lives, man. Uh-huh. This is it." And we didn't get I don't know. 5 minutes in the air and she looked at me and she said, "What did this cost?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, They I gave it to it, me." It, it wasn't ne- it wasn't that bad and she's like, "Well, you're never going to do this again." <laughs> something's <laughs> never changed, huh? <laughs> right? Right, exactly. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that'll be 27 years ago uh April 15th on tax day. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess Troy, I hope that answers all your questions. There's there's probably more to the story that I could share that you know is irrelevant but anyway oh. yeah that was that was also married too in less than six months after meeting wow so that was we were flying fast everybody was waiting for the baby to come and oh. that never happened that wasn't the issue we were just in love so
0: yeah i mean you hear about things happening that quick a lot of people probably be like that ain't gonna work and right you are 27 years later yeah yeah know? for sure so, good job yeah good job
1: that's such a good story dave man I asked my wife to marry me in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Well, well,
2: <laughs> I tried to be romantic, Dave, and, and uh, we did a horse and buggy ride, but the horse and buggy ride guy was almost an hour late. And Holly was so mad because she thought we were going to eat. She was hungry, and I kept driving in circles, waiting for the buggy guy, and telling her I was lost. And she was like, "Can't you find this place? Where are we going?" She was so upset. It, it turned out being so funny, but Should it wasn't a helicopter, yeah, right? <laughs> right? It, it wasn't very romantic, Dave, at the at the
0: time. I asked my wife to marry me in uh, Strawberry Hot Springs, and. It was the adult time.
3: <laughs> Doesn't every man say that during that, that time? Well, during
0: the day, there's there's kids in the spring. Oh, so gotcha. At night, there's, there's no kids for a reason. Right? I was gripping onto this ring for my dear life. I'm like, you know, I had no pockets. <laughs> uh, moving on. Jesse wants to know... Jesse Baez in double eight wants to know, will JFW grow on more divisions besides the end up and bulker example, flatbeds, reefers or vans? I think Jesse wants a bull wagon. That's what he's getting at. <laughs> he has,
2: he has talked to me about that jam and, and, uh, uh, kind of a dream of his. And I told him that's, that's, uh, that's a great dream or it's a, it's a, it's a passion. He has a passion for it, I guess, to put it that way. And, right and a lot of guys like doing that kind of stuff but that is that is a hard life out of a lot of the stuff that i know about trucking that's one of the tougher things you know dealing with the cows and and you know having to be here and there and you got to do it fast and uh you know because you get paid by the weight of the cow and you know the animals they fall down and you know inside the trailer and you know there's a lot of stuff to it and i told jesse you know if that's what you want to do one day we'll we'll support you and wish you the best of luck but you know, this is you know trying to talk him into staying here forever is is what I did with him the right. day I talked to him. And as far as growth, Jesse, you just never know. I mean, uh, it's probably been Dave. What do you think, brother Dave? Like ten years ago, we we had a guy that asked us something and we told him no, and it and it bit us in the butt, Jam. Uh, or and and Super Dave. I mean, I guess I'm sitting there looking at you guys or or everybody listening that. We, we had somebody ask us something, and, and we said, no, we really don't want to do that. And uh, somebody else ended up doing it, and we missed a, just a great opportunity. And me and Dave looked at each other, I don't know, whatever, three weeks or a couple weeks after somebody else did it, and and me and Dave promised ourselves that we'd never say no again, just just wouldn't do it. And uh, I think that's helped us quite a bit. It, sometimes it's it's scary and that kind of stuff, but – you know, if somebody come to us and said, "Hey, we, we, uh, you know, we have this haul and we want, you know, 20 fat, uh, fat, fat loads. We wanted 20 flatbeds, uh, you know, to haul whatever it might be. Um, we're structured to be able to do that. And for one thing, we could hopefully go out and get the equipment. But we have dispatch, we have mechanics, we have safety teams, we have." Uh, the culture here. We have payroll. We have um, buildings. We have areas. We're we're set to grow and to do anything, and we feel confident in, in, in our people, in our company, to be able to do that. So, yeah, my my answer, Jesse, is I'll not say no, but at this point, there's nothing right around the corner. But you just never know. Right? Absolutely, brother Dave. No, you're spot on. <clears throat> you know, one of the big things, everything we base
3: on right now is generally we're home every night i know this time of year and especially this year i would tell you we've done more out of state than we ever have Ah. you know i know picking up the trailers is kind of kind of an anomaly but all the stuff that we've taken over to that golf course in st george that was you know that was not by design it just kind of happened and and you know randy's such a superstar he went and found that and and we were able to put that together so that was a win-win you know, we just had a couple guys run up. Uh, It was a last minute load. We picked up on Friday afternoon, two flatbed loads of salt that we had to go pick up in Omaha. And, uh, you know, that's a nine hour drive up. One of the big things with, you know, van trailers or reefers or anything like that, those are multi-day deliveries. You know, we might have to run out to Cali and pick something up or, you know, and it delivers in Oregon. And then you get from Oregon and, you know, you trip something to Wyoming and then you dead head home, and right. man, the the whole road thing is a whole other animal. Right. You know, we're Jim and I have done this our whole lives, and we're still perfecting the craft. You know, so right. I'm not telling you we can't do the road stuff because it's I don't think it's that difficult, but it's a whole other beast. Right. It's a whole other animal. You know, and no pun on the ho- on the whole other animal, but. To haul cows and bulls and stuff—that's a whole nother animal. Oh my God! Moo, moo, buckaroo! I, mean, I kind of added that in about
0: Jesse just because I know that about him. But right? Jesse, you got to do some outlaw stuff to be a bull hauler. And I know, <laughs> I know, you're always coming to me. You know, hey, I'm getting close to my hours, or you know, you're you're pretty squared away, Jesse. That might not be the life for you. That's what makes him a superstar. though. Yeah, you know what I mean. And,
3: and that, if anybody could could go do that, Jesse could. Because sure. he'd figure it out. I mean, he's a, he's a thinker. He'd go get it done. I, I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind he could do that. But There'd be man, funny when, stories. When you're taking an uh, electric, I forget what they call the shock sticks pod. or whatever. Cattle, cattle prod. Yeah, the cattle prods, man. And you're buzzing a 1,200-pound bull in the ass to get him off the trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm out.
0: I, mean, I just you know i just picture jesse trying that on himself just to see how it works.
3: which which uh, well we better not go there yeah, yeah yep we don't have to bleep anything
0: yet nope. all right so oh go ahead Jim. yeah i was just gonna
2: yeah a story to go with that when dave's talking about that animal me and dave were at uh husky gas station one time oh my god <laughs> and many uh, years ago yeah many years ago many we're we're getting some gas and you know, because we we live and breathe trucks. You know, and this big old bull hauler cruises in, and pulls up, and I don't know. At the time, I, I tell you, it was a you know beautiful Peterbilt, and and the guy gets out, and he's you know got his hat on and his boots, and cows are in there mooing and stuff, you know, and you know you can hear him rustling around. And me and Dave are talking about the truck, and we're just standing there, and pretty soon P, piss just comes you know. flying out one of the holes on the side of the trailer, and <laughs> it covers the pump. Uh-huh. You know, that he that he's parked beside.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And, I mean, it, you, know, you guys have all seen cows pee, man. Uh-huh. It was, you know, it was something else. And me and Dave, we were just like joking, you know, like, hey, wow, did you see that cow? Perfect out that hole, you uh-huh. know. Well, that's that's terrible, you know. And as we're standing there, another truck pulls up. And he had no idea or nothing. And he, he gets out. And he grabs that handle that just <laughs> got peed on. And you know, stuffs it in his tank, but then he takes his hand and he just because his hand's all wet he looks at his hand and he just wipes his <laughs> jeans with his hand and the guy had no idea that it was just a bunch of cow piss all over his his hand that he wiped did, on his pants did you, and, you tell him no you <laughs>
3: not tell him
2: man I'm not. that's terrible how do you help a guy yeah. out like
3: that <laughs> like, hey buddy that's piss <laughs> but, just letting you know that is raw piss
0: better for him not to know I right. remember I was driving for El Dorado and El Dorado I mean they had these really nice W900s they yeah, were the black trucks black with chrome that. and yeah, yeah. So I I was over the road for those guys, and uh I remember getting out of the truck wash, and I'm driving around, and get on the interstate, and I'm following a bull wagon, and, and then all of a sudden, like it was like a waterfall <laughs> came out of that thing, and just just like a mist on my windshield, and I'm just like son of a. Um, that was
2: that was just some saliva. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, you can't
1: even say <laughs> yeah. that's the shits when it's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs>
0: So I have, a, I have an anonymous question from John Borquez. <laughs>
2: hey, I told him they could do that, John.
0: <laughs> he wants to know, he wants to know, why don't the main yard trucks have fuel carts? On several occasions, I had to fuel a truck in the morning. It's inconvenient for a slip seat driver or a fill-in. Shelco is more central than the main yard, and the line may be shorter over there, encouraging drivers to fuel at night
2: yeah that was kind of an easy one john and and for everybody else out there we learned a long time ago one of the biggest costs of trucking is when you guys have to stop someplace and get fuel or or do anything it's the over the road kind of syndrome for us that you know when you stop someplace you're probably going pee you're grabbing a sandwich you know you're talking to the pretty girl at the at the counter that's just getting your ticket and stuff so we've always thought it was a money saver to have fuel here at the yard that way you're here you could do a post trip or a pre-trip when you're here at the yard fueling and as we've grown you know we haven't had time to be able to do that in front of our tanks or our pumps but the other thing that we learned um, when we put in our first bulk tank here at the yard is you can buy it so much more cheaper if you have it delivered to the yard here and so Shoco we did that as a convenience for the West Yard and for the drivers for those 25 trucks to be able to fuel someplace else instead of trying to come here. But the big uh, money part of that is Shoco on average, and that's this is, this is what, 25 years of business with Shoco or, or Sam Hill. They guarantee us that they will try to stay within 15 cents of our bulk price. Bulk price means our load that gets delivered to our bulk tank here. So when you guys fuel at Shoco, it's 15 cents a gallon on average more than than what it costs here. And if you do that pretty quick, um, so the 25 trucks over there burn an average of 1,500 gallons a day, that's 225 gallons a day. That's uh, $1,100 a week or $58,500 a year more to fuel at Showco than it is here at JFW's yard. So it boils down to it's just a money thing. You know, we can do a lot with $58,000 a year um, you know, in our pocket, but we spend that money just to make it easier on the drivers. That's something that we're doing for the drivers. Our whole goal, you guys, is to be in one house, one yard, a big-ass fuel tank here where we can all get fuel and and save a bunch of money because the money we save, you know, we've proven it over and over. We try to put it back in your pockets.
0: That's awesome. Dennis Viscara asks, are the bright LED headlights legal? I think we all know what that's talking about. I got them on my Jeep, Jim. You got them on your Jeep. But When it comes to big trucks, are those legal or not?
2: You know, I tried to do some research jam and I, I didn't break it down to the big trucks and I'd be curious on, on our both our Jeeps. It starts out with that LED headlights are legal. Um, basically any light is legal as long as it's not under three hundred candle or not over sorry three hundred candle power. Um, so I was like, okay, 300 candle power. What what does exactly that mean? Does they do they put that on our headlights? Hey, this is 300 candles. So anyway, it's it's uh, 37 3,700 lumens. Oh, that's it, a lot. As right yeah. is what's on that. You can't you can't be over that. So that's that is really a bright light, you guys. And one of the big things I ran across, and I found it interesting, um, is that. No more than a total of four can be lighted at any time, so you're only allowed your your high beams when you have you know four headlights, if you have four headlights that's all you're allowed so if you ever have your your uh, fog lights on or wow. an, an auxiliary light, if you have more than four lights lit, that's illegal. Huh. so then you have your lumens um, and they do talk about the color because I, I know like the blue right so that blue. Um, from what I understand is that bright white as it takes a brighter and brighter color on it goes to the blue side huh. you'll see that in the luxury cars or the European cars they're getting to have more of a more blue light that's actually a white a pure white light which sounds like a controversy um, so you can have white yellow or that you of blue absolutely no green um, and it can't be over the the 3,700 lumens. So I guess you'd have to grab the bulbs and look at them. That would that would be my answer to guys: is is you're allowed to to have the LED lights? So those so. pink,
1: kind of hued, they're illegal. Yeah, as, yeah. Far,
2: as far as I can tell, you know, just just reading quickly about it, you guys, and then you know, again, a check, funny, checking the lumens.
1: Funny story on the uh, <clears throat> the the LED lights: more than four. So last week when I was driving home in that snowstorm we had last week, traffic was kind of slow and messed up. People were all over the place because the lanes weren't, um, you know, all the lane markers were covered up, right? So I went around this big lifted Ford pickup truck and I I went in the HOV lane, right? And he had one of those big off-road light bars on the top of his truck. Anyway, I kept going, and he was just motoring along in the middle lane, and as I got farther out, I got back in the middle lane, got out of the HOV lane, and I was going along pretty good, you know, and come up on a state patrol in the HOV lane going like 30, and uh, so I slowed down a little bit. I didn't want to blast by him at 60 miles an hour, but anyway, this Ford didn't slow down, and he comes hauling (laughs) us up into the HOV lane, and... He got, I don't know, maybe only about a dozen car lengths behind the state patrol before he realized it was a state patrol, <laughs> and he turned his big lights off <laughs> and moved out of the, out of the HOV lane. And it was just pretty funny, and and he ended up passing the state patrol, and he didn't pull him over. I was kind of surprised. Maybe it was just because the weather was so bad. That is a surprise. But yeah. How funny that he was
3: savvy enough to run his lights in foul conditions, but even more savvy to shut them off knowing they're illegal when he rolls up on the state patrol. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's something there yeah. to me.
0: Uh, I'm going to ask this question uh, by James Peacock. But, James, I do encourage you to go back and listen to episode 9 or episode 10 when we had Linda on the podcast because we kind of get into this in more detail. But for anybody who hasn't heard that episode, the question is, if we don't have dedicated runs, why do the same people get the same run of the time. So I sit next to Linda. I was like, Linda, this is a question. So she answered, well, a few reasons. One is they're hardwired, or it could be the easy button, you know, just to fulfill dispatch needs or the customer needs. But she did say, if you would like to be considered for a hardwire, speak to dispatch. If there are more trucks wanting to be hardwired than there are trucks needed at a plant, they cannot hardwire everybody. Example, the West plant, I guess that's a hot plant right now. It kind of always changes, but everyone's trying to get hardwired on the West plant right now. But uh, she said, don't be afraid to ask, to, don't be afraid to talk to dispatch. We may not change it right away, but they'll try to make you happy.
2: Hey, I, I really don't want to get off that, that <laughs> subject, but I did mention it with Jennifer. Uh-huh. When you're talking about dispatch is, hey guys, I'll announce it one more time. Jennifer had to take, uh, you know, a medical leave. But please don't call her for dispatch right. stuff anymore. She, she's not here, you guys. She can't answer the dispatch uh, questions. I just, I just wanted to throw that out again. Again, jam on
3: that. Okay. So, yeah. but
2: feel free to reach out to her on a personal
3: note right. and yeah.
0: share some love with her. Yeah, when you started talking, I giggled because I thought you were going somewhere else, and that's not why I was giggling.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, just it just saying. reminded me that. I, I yeah. didn't mention that earlier, yeah. Jam, about yeah, and that. It, and,
0: and just so everyone's clear, there's nothing weird going on. We just don't want her to be bothered with JFW business. We want her to focus on herself.
2: Yeah, abs- yeah. absolutely,
0: Jam. So uh, Amber Carolus.
2: Yeah, I think mm-hmm.
0: that's right. how you say it. Okay, see? so yeah. Amber, uh, she asks, I'm curious as to know, what some of the biggest obstacles are for truck drivers and vice versa what seems to be the most challenging thing for jfw in general when it comes to drivers on the road i'll let one of you guys take that i'm gonna look up sergio's questions
2: yeah i guess i would have to throw it out there the 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 traffic and and not because there's a lot of traffic it's because you have to deal with people that don't even know you're out there and you know it makes you mad and you have to control your temper and there's always a decision and the safety stuff i i would think you know if i was talking to amber i would say one of the things that the guys fight every day is the four wheelers
1: i would have to agree um it the population has grown in the last 10 years and along with the traffic and you know they're not always the nicest to the big trucks right so our guys have to be extra professional extra calm extra cool and you know keep that in mind
2: yeah and also you guys if you haven't met amber yet um she helps uh joanne in in hr with payroll and and doing some ticketing and different stuff like that she's the newest addition to the the crew uh, upstairs by where my office is at and stuff super nice person very knowledgeable um she comes uh, from uh she was a dispatcher i believe 10 years at at, uh, adams county uh, police dispatcher so she's she's really a great person well qualified and and has a lot of knowledge and has been a good addition to the team absolutely
0: so yesterday i sent out a bamboo asking for questions from the audience because i felt like we were a little short on content and everybody stepped up Sergio Portillo was not short on questions at all. <laughs> I'm just going to read one of his questions. And the one I'm picking out for today is, what are JFW's goals as a company for 5, 10, and 15 years from now? What is it JFW working towards?
2: So, Sergio, it's none of your business. <laughs> quit, quit, quit asking us crazy questions. <laughs> I just joking, Sergio. <laughs> uh, Wow. Jam Dave, you got brother Dave. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I always come up with that. Our growth is, is customer driven so much. It's not like me and Dave stepped out to go, Hey, we want to have a hundred trucks. You know, we want to be the biggest fleet in Colorado. And you know, if you listen, we're going to be twice the size of Calabrese. That was, that was one of the goals we wanted to have, but no, just, just kidding. You guys, um, it, it's customer based uh, Sergio. If, if, a customer would come to us, and again, we we talked to each other and said we wouldn't say no. So if Brandon came to us and said, "Hey, we want to do this, and it needed to grow, and we we needed to do that," that that's what we would do. And uh, I kind of I think I kind of went over that in our last podcast. There, you know, we did have a meeting with Brandon, and they have a lot of things in the works. They just bought a, a, a not a new gravel pit; it's been out there for a while, but new business for them. But they bought, uh, I guess it would be a huge operation. It's big, isn't it, Dave? Oh, in, it's in, huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they
3: load 100 rail cars at a time, shipping sand down to Texas. Yeah. Wow. I and mean, it, it, that's, yeah.
2: That's it's huge. in Lamar, right? In Lamar, yeah, in Colorado yeah, is where absolutely. it's located. Yeah. Brandon just bought that location, and, and they've already contacted us, you guys. And they've talked about us doing bids, that, that location being in Lamar it runs a lot of equipment or not equipment you guys uh product out to c dot out east so you know your your lyman uh, Siebert, uh burlington yep. locations they run a lot out for k dot uh they're reaching into uh, n dot nebraska and that's a lot of those loads that we could go to lamar pick up that material and start servicing that that part of Brannon and so Sergio, we, if we need 20 trucks and we need to park them out there, that would be our next growth.
3: They're covering Oklahoma and Texas as well.
2: Yeah. You yeah. know I mean? Sergio, just a tip upon
3: that, I mean, a decade ago, if someone would have come to Jim and I and said, hey, in five years, you're going to be hauling rock out of Fair Play bringing it to Denver. We would have laughed so flipping hard. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, when Brandon approached us about that, obviously, Jim and I knew it was for real you know, they didn't just call and go, what do you think of this? I mean, they were much further down the road, right, when the time came. And the realization and and the further in business we get of how much further away aggregates are going to become, dictate our continued growth. I mean, right now, the, the signs for Morton, their their supplies and aggregate stuff is dwindling. They have a new pit already set up next to Vara that they're working on that will be opening up called the Nix property. Well, guess what? That moves you from Highway 52 to Highway 66. Supply in every plant. We're going to go that much further on every load just for sand or rock. You know, continued more rock usage out of Fair Play. They had some problems last year. Their season didn't end well with being able to make rock for the concrete plants. They've already remedied that issue. They dumped a whole bunch more money in uh, the plant this winter up there at Fairplay. They're hoping to be able to produce enough rock to supply two plants instead of one. Obviously, that won't happen today because they have to produce it. So right there is going to be more trucks, more growth. And the thing is, we can't grow if we're not successful now. So I guess our we, there's long-term goals and there's short-term goals. We have to perfect our short-term goals in order to achieve our long term goals. So I, I think that's more it in a nutshell that we have to be good at what we do right now to propel us into the future to be better and that promotes the growth. It's it's organic growth is what they call it
2: because it just happens.
0: But also never say no. <laughs> yeah we Yeah, we just don't
2: say no and you know along with that looking five, ten years down the road and I hope it's maybe in the next three years or so you guys that we're looking for a location on you know the west yard we're we're working on permitting there we're also looking at other facilities if if that doesn't work out we're keeping our options but we want to be under one roof you guys and i i know i you know i can't say it's going to be over on the west side can't say it's going to be over on the east side or whatever but if we could be under one roof that would be a long-term goal for both me and dave Um, it's better for business but it's better for our culture because we get to see everybody. We get to say hello. We we miss everybody on the west side. You know, we got a lot of pressure over there on, on Pat. You know, he's he's on his own little island over there. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, long term and short term goals. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be
0: great to be under one roof. And oh man, would I be? just I just looked up Lamar. That's 200 miles from here. And you you mentioned we'd have to have trucks out there yeah. to do it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's a four-hour drive to get there. Can you imagine hauling one load? <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. Well, I took a 30-mile load. I've got to head home now and get to right. the yard. exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Huh. yeah, and they talked about, you know, when I mentioned uh, K-dot and, and C-dot and, you know, N-dot and all that kind of stuff. That O-dot, put,
3: T-dot. Yeah, o- O-dot. <laughs> oh, what, where are we going? Um,
2: that puts us in locations to bring salt back, um, you know, during the winter and and a lot of the, the road stuff they do, that's for chip seal and asphalt stuff, and they stockpile. So they stockpile, the states understand that they get a better price. So that's stockpiling during the winter. You know, there's there's just a lot of op- opportunities for growth. We just, you know, like you just kind of joked with us, Jam, just can't say no.
0: <laughs> right.
3: You know, yeah, what's it's, next? It's slow and steady, but only if we're good at what we do right now. Right. Yeah. We, we have to perfect our craft.
2: Yeah. That, that makes means. Sense. Post-tripping, pre-tripping, cleaning the trailer out, looking at suspensions, bumping the tires, checking the the landing legs, looking at the front suspension, you know, do, doing all that. Coming hey to work every day. Yeah, coming to work every <laughs> right. day.
0: Especially if you complain, ah, I'm going to stay on the highway. <laughs> ah, the cat's out of the bag. Don't complain that you can't survive on three days of work and then not show up for the other two days. Wow. Right?
2: <laughs> Sometimes the truth just hurts, ah, Jan. So frustrating. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, sometimes we have a vision and an idea of what the path looks like, and then this is what actually happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, when you, right. yeah, I like
2: that path. When you talk about the over the road stuff, you know, that's a good example to me is you just keep pe- peeling back that layer of that onion, but look at the time. Jam and everybody's been good. Jesse, Troy, or the other guys that have been running, you know, uh, out to Utah is the ELDs. Look at the learning curve on that compared to what we have to do. Right. You know, all the tint on all the windows. You know, most of the time we didn't get noticed here in Colorado. You travel out, tint's gone, you guys, you know. Uh, just, Just different rules that put you in a different light that, you know, we sneak by, we can be maybe a hair more cooler in our own state than what we can be over the road so yeah I definitely it's a different feel,
1: neighborhood isn't it yeah
0: i feel targeted out there for sure Yeah, you know, instead of saying oh there goes another jfw chuck it's like oh there's a jfw truck. let's pull him over
1: absolutely you
0: know, yeah so
2: yeah you know dave mentioned the stuff with uh uh gosh was that uh uncle Freddie and who who went out Leroy, Leroy, Leroy uh this weekend you know it, it was one load on the drop deck and then it turned out to be two loads and again we didn't say no and fortunately we have two trailers but the other one was the old drop deck and you know Scooby went over and he checked it all out and stuff like that and you know we hauled hauled ass with the two trailers and and Freddie and Leroy were on it well we blew two tires coming back and it's because the trailer sets most of the time and you you just have to be running over the road you have to have everything perfect to be able to make those runs and we sent a trailer that's just been sitting some dry rot and then you're stuck out on the road waiting for a service call and those two guys were champions you know a little again shout out to those guys for the weekend they both volunteered and got it done so yeah
0: super dave you want to hit us with the high road hauling
1: sure sure every day we want to and and this is a very common cliche and in a way I hate it because it's usually sarcastic Uh, but everybody says you know how you doing today and they say you know I'm living the dream Mm -hmm. and uh, it's meant to be negative but in reality everybody really should live the dream every day. So this piece this week is how to live the life um, your life to the fullest every day. Have you ever felt like your life is a mess when everyone around you seems to be living a happy life? You're not alone in feeling this way, but the truth is that happiness takes work, and learning how to live life to the fullest takes dedication and practice. People who smile in public have been through every bit as much as people who cry, frown, and scream. They just simply found the courage and strength to smile through it and enjoy life in the best way possible. Life is short, and we only live once. Learning to live life to the fullest is an important step in making the most of every day. So here are nine ways that you can try. One, decide what's important to you. Whether it's taking care of your children or working hard on your career, you get to decide how you enjoy spending your time. Your parents, friends, community, and society in general will all have their opinions. But at the end of the day, you're the only person who will be around for every moment of your life. This may not mean finding the perfect job if you're limited by education or location. However, you can still do what you love by engaging in hobbies, volunteer work, or mentoring. Number two, take more risks. Sometimes there's danger involved in life, but every reward carries risk with it. If you never take risks, you'll never get anywhere in life. And you certainly won't learn how to live life to the fullest. Staying in your comfort zone is the fastest way to become discontent. Without stepping outside what you're already comfortable with, you will cease to learn and stagnate in both your personal and professional life. Show your love to people you care about. Family and friends will always appreciate hearing that you love and appreciate them in everyday life. It will brighten a stranger's day to hear a random compliment. If you have a romantic interest in someone, go for it. Live in the present moment. Your past is important to learn from, but your future. Is important to work towards at the end of the day though only the only thing that exists outside of your head is the present number five ignore the haters no matter what you decide to do with your life there will always be someone around you to point out many ways you'll fail or what you're doing wrong with each step you take know that every winner loses but not every loser wins successful people don't start out successful what makes them successful is that they keep pushing through failure And don't compromise your values. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. Don't compromise on your internal code of ethics as this will leave you feeling empty and full of regret. Trust your instincts and do whatever you want so long as you can look yourself in the mirror with appreciation and love. And be kind to others. Every day you'll see someone who could use help. While you may not be in a place to help them financially, offering a smile or a kind word can do wonders to help someone feel better about what Uh, where they're at in life. When others see you practicing kindness, they'll also be more likely to do so, which can help everyone learn how to live life to the fullest. And keep your mind open. Having an open mind is important for your growth. Just because you're right about something doesn't mean there aren't other ways to look at it. Listening to ideas you don't agree with or understand keeps your brain active and healthy. You'll continue to learn as long as you stay open to difficult conversations. Number nine, take action for what matters to you. Everyone had the idea for Facebook first. The reason Mark Zuckerberg got rich off of it is because he went out and did it while everyone else was talking about it. Ideas are useless if you don't act on them. And the bottom line is learning to live life to the fullest is a big step in discovering a path that will lead you to your greatest sense of happiness and accomplishment. We all need moments to rest and relish in the sense of contentment, but staying in one place too long will leave you feeling a lack in life. Discover what makes you feel life meaningful and go after it. And the quote this week, I ran it by Mikey. I wanted to make sure it didn't, it wasn't too stupid sounding, but it it made him think and he liked it. So the quote this week is, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not when I came to die. Discover That I Had Not Lived by Henry David Thoreau. Wow,
2: well, that's pretty deep, Dave. That's, Even that's Mikey good.
1: thought so. He's mm-hmm. like, wow, that makes you think.
2: I never want to make fun of these because I love them so much, but I thought number 10 you were going to read, we should post pre-trip and post-trip would be <laughs> like number 10 on the list, but not not making fun of your high road holiday. <laughs> well, I feel though.
0: like I screwed this one up, too. I, <laughs> no, like, it, was, it was good. It was good, yeah. yeah there was yeah. a lot there. So. Yeah, it
2: was. Yep. All
0: right, guys, final thoughts?
2: I don't know. I'm usually... Pretty long and have some kind of speech, but uh, Sergio kind of asked the question on how I wanted to close. I I looked up uh, five things that the future of trucking uh, is is forecasting, and one of the big things is electric trucks. You know the the self-driving things. Most people agree that uh, self-driving trucks just isn't going to happen. There's just too many details to trucks, but everybody's trying to push for an electric truck and Dave and I went to a whole seminar on electric trucks. We thought, you know, if that's the future, that's something we need to learn about. And, and guys, it's in our world, it's just not going to be, uh, feasible. One of the, one of the first things is the distance they can travel is just not enough for the mileage that we travel daily. And the other thing, the infrastructure to charge a fleet of trucks is just astronomical in price. And plus the power it takes um, I, I believe it was, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, brother Dave, it was for to charge one truck overnight, it was the same electricity as ten homes used in a twenty-four hour period wow. to charge one truck. So spot on. So take that, charge a hundred trucks, and how many homes that is? A thousand. Yep. <laughs> thousand homes. So, you know, just here if we still were in Commerce City and And you just went to all the neighbors and go, hey, you thousand homes, you don't get any power for the next day while we charge our truck. So just a little tip on the electric trucks.
3: And then I'll buy you enough electricity to drive four to five hours. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to counter that a little bit, Jim, because I read an article this morning that said lithium is the new gasoline or will be the new gasoline. So they, they made a point in that when they first discovered oil, I don't know, in probably 1890 or something like that, they didn't have any gas stations they didn't have any any infrastructure so it took a hundred years to build that infrastructure they probably will build the infrastructure but it's going to take a hundred years sure you sure know, or something like that you yeah
2: know. yeah And the, the, these were this was like a five-year forecast super dave you know and i think they when we were talking about the batteries i think they were uh uh Nickel cadmium batteries, or something. They were the next generation of batteries that we that we learned about. Um, so, and then and then number two on the list was you know driver pay um, was going to continue to go up, and and we've kind of tried to tackle that already by you know rewarding you guys for your hard work and and how things look out in the future in the next five years that everybody thought driver pay would go up, and then they thought there would be a big push of to making everybody's pay hourly because of the uh, technology out there where we can GPS, we can see where the trucks are at, we can see what the vehicles are doing. That way, you know, for example, you know, God forbid somebody's hiding out and getting paid by being hourly, that we could track the truck. And and so there'll be a push for being hourly, even the over the road guys. Uh, One of the other predictions was there's going to be a, a huge shortage of long haul drivers. Uh, one of the things was they talked about a self-driving truck that nobody wants to get into trucking because they think self-driving trucks are going to take over and, you know, that's just not going to happen. Um, so a shortage there. And, and like a lot of you guys that come here to get to work for us, you know, people don't want to be away from their homes. There's a life, uh, you know, work-life balance. So they're, they're talking about a, a big shortage, even more than what there is on long haul drivers. Um, Our trucking rates for like JFW, they talked with the different companies, and in the in the last ten years there hasn't been a drastic increase in rates for the companies themselves. They've had to, you know, increase their fuel mileage, you know, try to try to come up with other ways to save and make money, and there'll be a big shift in that because of trying to take care of the drivers and and our employees. And then the last thing they they remarked on, and that's the reason I kind of wanted to close with this, my final thoughts was that insurance for the trucking industry um, in the next five years will probably go up at least 35%. um, And and they marked that because there's going to be more claims. um, And, you know, hopefully there wouldn't be more claims how I would look at it because people would be the doing, trying to do the training that we're doing here to make you safer. But they talked about the cost of that claim going up so much that if you wreck you know I, I don't know you used to buy a Volkswagen or whatever car you want to make up a Toyota or whatever for you know ten thousand dollars it was a pretty good car. that car's thirty thousand dollars now you know and they talked about if you'd happen to roll over the tr- a truck so that truck replacement you know we told you in the last podcast the last 10 trucks we just ordered here you guys was are twenty thousand dollars a piece more than the trucks last year so that replacement cost and then they talked and and this part was the over the road but even rock and sand have went up but they talked about the products on those trailers being rolled over and wrecked and the cost of that product depending on what you're hauling is so much more expensive you know you 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 roll over a load of meat or lose a load of meat or Jesse's you you know Again, I'm saying, God forbid, you know, you, you wreck that truck and you kill all that cattle, you know, the mm-hmm. price of that cattle. So I just wanted to close, guys, with, you know, please be careful that that one cost, let's prove them wrong, that, you know, insurance costs don't have to go up that much because we are safer out there and, and doing our jobs. And you guys are safe drivers and you guys are all professionals and, and I know you can do it. And I, I appreciate everything you guys do every day for us.
3: Yeah, that was a good one, Jim. I'm going to kind of turn the corner back around to to Jen, to Jennifer there in dispatch. And I was looking for some quotes. I've been looking for a bit now to try and find something that, I don't know, is inspirational or thankful or or whatnot for everything that we experienced with Jen working here. This is kind of a corny quote because it's a Dr. Seuss quote, but I love it. Sometimes you'll never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory Mm. and i guess you know when i read that i was like god all the days we came in that jen was here that we got to work with her and you know be a be a part of each other's lives and the love we shared and you know her son Corey and all the things she went through and her daughter jessica and and just you know everything we got to experience with jen was was wonderful and and you don't know the value of it. You know that's the value of your life with your 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 family that you're living right now when you go home at night, or your coworkers or whatnot. You know exactly what I'm talking about here. You just don't know the value of it until it becomes a memory. And I I, I think that's a more powerful quote than I realized it was. I kind of wrote it off because it was a Dr. Seuss quote, but yeah. it sure hits home now, inspirationally for me, with with Jen and what you know she's she's dealing with and going through health wise and whatnot. So. Anyway, Jen, we miss you, we love you, and, and I wish you the best.
0: Yeah, good hey job, you. Dave. Soup, you got any final thoughts?
1: Uh, boy, you know, just exactly what Dave just said. Um, it's tough to lose a teammate um, who's worked with you for shoot, 15 years or more altogether, yeah. and um, it's emotional. So
2: Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, a tough yeah. one. Yeah, lot, lots of – like you close there, Dave, lots of moments. You know, you just don't think of those, how those moments add up to years, and then then it is a memory, so, yeah.
0: I want to finish with a, a question and a quote. I've recently been asked this question, what kind of man do you want to become? So I asked JFW family, what kind of man or woman do you want to become? And put some thought into that, and if you want to discuss it, shoot me an email, text, give me a call. And the quote that I want to finish with is, Abraham Lincoln was asked how he would go about cutting down a tree. And he's widely quoted to have replied, if I had six hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. So that just kind of goes back to our pre-trip and being prepared and, you know, really putting thought into what we're doing and being intentional. So, showing that for a little bit as well.
2: Yeah, that was, that's that's a good one to chew on, Jim. Yep. I like for sure. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Good job, everybody. S- Thank talk you. to you next week. Thank yeah. you, you yeah. hey, guys.